0: Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. I am your host, Kim Hickey, and I am crazy, crazy excited, super excited, just doesn't even do it, to have my guest on here today, Mr. Jesse Cole. Hi, Jesse. How are you?
1: Very well. Good. Excited to be with you.
0: I'm so happy. I can't even believe that you carved some time out for us again. You, you've been wonderful. I know you just did something with our book club and all of that. So I, I just can't even. I can't thank you enough. Um, love your outfit. So you're probably the only person I know that has an affinity for um, hats and and clothing as as much as I do. So I appreciate that. And today I have this one on in order in in honor of you and the because I didn't have a yellow one, but baseball is like America's pastime, right? So this is, this is my tribute to you. So there's that. All right. No, let's, let's just jump right into it. I I, I don't think you really need a uh, introduction to people because if they don't know who you are, I don't, I don't know where they've been in the past couple of years because boy, you, you just came onto the scene, like nobody's business. You are an author as well as a speaker, entrepreneurial of that. Find Your Yellow Tux, which is fantastic. The newest book is Fans First, which I'm sure we're going to be digging into. And then now you have another one coming out uh, in a few months, Banana Ball.
1: Yes, Banana. Yes, crazy. Banana ball. yeah. The journey, journey to create. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then in 2016 is when you started Fans First Entertainment. Is that is that correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. So. So much to cover. So much to cover on here. So why don't we start with, I think, your your mantra and the, and the thing you base everything on, and 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 that is truly putting your fans first. Want to touch on that for a minute?
1: Sure. It's the name of our company. So Fans First Entertainment is the name of our company. Our mission is fans first, entertain always. Uh, you know, I had to live this way. Seven years ago, I was sleeping on an airbed. You know, my wife and I had to sell our house, empty our savings account. You know, we only sold a handful of tickets in our first few months in Savannah. And so we had to say, all right, we got to go all in on the fans if we want to even have a business and be able to take care of our team members and our people. So, yeah, it's it's more than a mantra. It's a way of life. You know, I think so many people uh, go through life and and they're chasing things and they're chasing, whether it's customers or money or profits. You know, we're focused on creating fans. And the number one fan has to be ourselves. And I think, you know, if you're not a fan of what you do and truly believe in it, you're never going to do something truly special to make a difference. And I realized this when I was doing so many things in the business that I wasn't a fan of. I was doing operations and uh, spreadsheets and financials and selling sponsorships. And then when I realized that, you know what, I'm truly a fan of creating a show. Uh, creating things that people have never seen before in a baseball game, making it fun and just having fun and dancing more and singing more and having dancing umpires and break dancing coaches and a male cheerleading team and players on stilts and banana bands and banana babies. That's what I enjoy. And that's what brought me fun. And so that's where we lean in on all the time. And that's what we believe is fans first and uh, you know, creating an experience that fans truly, truly uh, enjoy and tell everyone about.
0: I have several people in my life that go to see your games that are just absolutely obsessed with you. And it's and it's interesting because they're all different ages, all different walks of life from all over the country. So it's not just local people that are just in love with everything to do with the Savannah Bananas and your productions. And it, it's funny because there just was a friend of a neighbor I happened to be talking to and they were obsessed and got their hands on some tickets and oh my gosh i had to sit through i think an hour of photographs of here's what we did this and here's the that and here's what they did and they the joy and the excitement you know even weeks later when they were retelling what they experienced i'm getting goosebumps even just thinking about it because that's a tough act to follow there there's not too many t- you know people go somewhere they enjoy something and then it's kind of gone. What what do you think the secret is with you and the Savannah Bananas that weeks later, months later, they're still shouting from the rooftops about this experience?
1: I think we're very clear on our vision. And I think we learn faster than most businesses. And we learn faster by doing more and failing more. (laughs) So, I mean, it's very simple. Every night we do between 10 to 15 things we've never done before in front of a live crowd. Um, We are constantly challenging the way things have been done in a baseball game. And we look at our stadium experience as not just, hey, there's a game. We look at stages. And so we have seven stages. The first impression, the parking lot, the concourse, the grandstand, the field, the front plaza, and the last impression. And so we're thinking about how do we wow on every one of these stages. We're not quite there. We're getting better every day. We're trying to plus and improve the experience. But we have an obsession that very few people have. And that obsession drives us into try to create an experience that, again, we would love you know, we've seen baseball games all over the time, but we've seen so many baseball games, but how can we have something that is truly remarkable, um, that is truly unforgettable? And so that's what we try to craft every day. And uh, it's a living, breathing thing as Walt Disney said, and Disneyland will never be complete. And our bananas experience will never be complete, never be the same thing. And hopefully every single show is better than the last.
0: I love that. And I love that that's your, your passion about because so many businesses, large and small, when they hit a certain level of fandom or followers or whatever it is, they're like, okay, we got this. This is our front formula and we're going to stick with it. And they sort of rest on their laurels where you're like, everyone is just amazed and on and all, and, and you're like, you know what? We, st- we still have to do better. We still have to try. So, So you mentioned about you do things people haven't done before. The first step of this was Savannah Bananas and, and playing in that league. And then now, holy cow, big excitement of uh, what's what, what's next with uh, banana ball. I can want to want to share a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first thing we came to Savannah is trying to save baseball in Savannah. They had minor league baseball for 90 years and the teams left and they failed. And we came in and was like, all right, let's keep this going. And then it's like, OK, we're selling out games. Fans are enjoying it. We're having a good time. And then we realized that not you know to interrupt
0: what? you, but when you say sell out, I think you're what, two years out or how far are you sold out?
1: <laughs> I mean, we've sold out every game since we started. The wait list is in the hundreds of thousands now. So I think it's over 200. Okay. Or so, yes, it's a long way since selling a couple of tickets. But the, the reality <laughs> is um, the reality is, you know, as, as we started seeing fans were leaving games early, even amidst the show. And we said, you know what? Games are still too long in nine innings, three hour plus games. And, you know, that's not fans first. And so we started testing a game and saying, what are all the boring parts of a baseball game and eliminate them? What are all the long parts, the parts that aren't that fun? And how do you make them better? And so we came up with it you know, nine rules, a two hour time limit. Every inning counts. If you win the inning you get a point, you can't step out of the batter's box. There's no bunting because bunting sucks. If you bunch or thrown out of the game, there's no walks. You can steal first. If a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. I mean, we came up with these crazy rules and we tested it just like anything. And the first game, we played nine innings in 99 minutes. And the players said it was the most fun they've ever been playing. We said, hmm, let's try it again. So then we did a one-city world tour. Again, test, could we bring this to another city? 7,000 tickets sold, and 98% of the fans stayed till the end of the game. And then we said, let's go to seven cities. Can we do it in Major League Spring Training Homes? Can we do 10,000-seat stadiums? And we sold those out, and fans had a great time. And we said, ah, we go to 33 cities. Can we start doing 15,000-seat stadiums? Can we do major league ballparks? Could we play international? And you keep testing and asking, "What if?" And I think that's the key. You know, we're we're so fascinated and inspired about things that we haven't done because it's fun. You know, again, as someone who is, I think I'm allergic to boredom. And if I get bored, you know, I I got to find something new. But the great thing is what I'm doing is and we're doing is we're finding something within our zone of genius. And our zone of genius is not doing sponsorship, which we eliminated from the stadium. It's not doing other events at the stadium, which every team in the world does. It is creating the greatest show in sports. And so we are experimenting and innovating within that zone constantly and learning how to get better and improve and and pushing the limits.
0: Well, I sure hope that uh, the MLB starts following your, because some of those games, I'm a huge baseball fan and... Even for someone diehard like myself, some of them are just like, "Oh, for Pete's sakes, can we, can we can we just get through this and you know finish up the game?" And so I think it's just amazing. So how how is that going to affect the the Savannah Bananas and and the league you are in? But previously will you be staying in that league or can you explain a little bit about what's going to happen? Yeah, with that? We, left that. we left that
1: league. We are out. Um, we left the coastal playing league, you know, we're fortunate in six years to win three championships, win more games than any team won in the league. And we had a lot of fun, but yeah, we want to be very clear in, in business and in life. If you confuse you lose. And, you know, I've learned that from Donald Miller and it's the truth. And so with two different teams, one team playing night in traditional games, another team playing banana ball, fans wanting banana ball. Uh, we decided to go, 100 that
0: route. That is wonderful news, and I think it's it's fabulous for more people to be able to be exposed to it because th- there's stories after stories when you talk to anybody about how they you know from across the country you know waited, camped outside you know anything just to get a glimpse and be able to have some piece of the experience. So that it it's going to be available for all over the country. I think I think is just fantastic. So. The five E's.
1: You want to go into that?
0: I would love to if you didn't mind.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I think it's easier to look back and, and see what you do. I mean, we didn't have a clear vision on how to create fans. We just started doing things and learning and failing. And, you know, so many things fail. I could go into the living pinata, uh, the horse head races, the halftime shows uh tap of the morning beer festival we had so many things that didn't work well but what we learned is the that living
0: living pinata didn't work so let me guess was it the person in the live pinata that maybe wasn't a big fan of it or
1: <laughs> the person in the costume being hit with bats with kids will often throw candy in the air that wasn't that wasn't their favorite promotion yeah there's there's many to add to that list but yeah. I, what we did is we reverse engineered on how we were able to create fans and create this falling from nothing, from sleeping on an our bed and down to our last dollar. And how we did it is we started by eliminating the friction, putting ourselves in our customer's shoes. So you look at all the friction points in a baseball type experience. It's long, it's slow, it's boring. You get nickel and dimed, you get advertised to death. We said, all right, well, we're going to make it fast, nonstop promotions, entertainment. We're going to in Savannah make it all-inclusive, all your burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, soda, water, popcorn, dessert, everything for one price. We're going to have no ticket fees, no convenient fees, no parking fees. We're going to pay your taxes. Uh, We're going to eliminate the advertising from the stadium. So it's all fan experience. So we just kept doing that. And that's how you eliminate friction. So you put yourself in in the fan's shoes. Then entertain always is the second E. And so for us with that, it's uh, look at every stage. So I mentioned in the experience, the seven stages, how do you entertain? How do you provide enjoyment? That's the definition of entertain. So you know, yes. From, you know, literally making our bathrooms. I mean, we we used to have a rival making bacon, uh, the actual team name, and we put bacon bacon urinal cakes in the men's bathroom. So our fans were peeing on our rival, <laughs> literally. So I mean, we we had we've had a professional high fiver. We have our uh, you know ticket takers in banana costumes. I mean, every step of the way, we look at how are we entertaining you, and I think every company can do that as well. The third is experiment constantly. I've referenced that a little bit, but, you know, as Jeff Bezos says, our success is a direct function of how many experiments we do per year, per month, per week, per day. You know, we experiment with 10 to 15 things every night that we've never done before. We have idea paloozas and OTT sessions where we get together and talk over over over-the-top ideas that we can do. We are constantly looking at ideas to enhance the fan experience. Then engage deeply. As Annie Stanley said, do for one what you wish you could do for many. Um, we are constantly looking at those opportunities to really wow a specific fan. And, you know, we uh, listen carefully and respond creatively. You know, when we find out fans got engaged and they're coming to our game, you know, we get flowers and we find them in the stadium and, and acknowledge them. You know, when we find out a member is having a baby, we often send a bananas onesie to them um, to say welcome to the banana family. It's those little moments you can't do for everyone, but you look for. And then finally, the last thing is empower action. Are you first got to empower yourself? You know, I say, stop standing still. Start standing out. You can empower yourself to take a chance to say, you know what? I'm not going to do the same things as everyone else. You know, Walt Disney is a huge inspiration for me. PT Barnum, but my biggest hero is my dad. And uh, only child, parents divorced. My dad raised me. Five years old. My first time uh, coming to bat in t-ball. I was nervous out of my mind. And my dad tells a story all the time. I was coming to bat, dragging the bat behind me. A little five-year-old, like nervous, dragging the bat. And my dad from the seats goes, Jess, <laughs> hey, Jess, swing hard in case you hit it. And that mindset <laughs> stuck with me. And so I, uh, I swing, started swinging hard as a five-year-old, and I, I swing hard even harder today. And I swing and miss a lot. but uh, People don't remember the swings and misses. They remember the hits. They remember the home runs. And so I encourage everyone to first empower yourself to find something that you truly believe in, that you will get on top of a mountain and scream that I love what I'm doing and I'm going to tell everybody about it and believe that type of belief and then take the chance to continue to try things and experiment with it and do it. And then when you have that belief and conviction and vision of what you want to do, spread that to everyone on your team and empower them to do the same. And then you have a team that is sprinting in the right direction, not just wandering around in circles wondering, what are we going to do next? And that's how you live a life of passion and fulfillment, and that's what we try to do every day uh, with our team. And that's why I think we've created fans mostly of ourselves and our team members, and then, fortunately, for the, the people all over the world.
0: That's amazing. And I, I'm going to have links in the bottom for the books and and for the all of your information and buying tickets and that. But when you say world tour, you're 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 going for it, aren't you? You're. You're going to
1: be everywhere. We get criticism on that because people say, you're not going all over the world. You're staying in the U.S. And I say, "We're, we're doing a world tour not because of where we are now. We're doing a world tour because of where we are going in the future. We did a one city world tour in Mobile, Alabama. You could really criticize us for that. But I'm not just saying we're doing a U.S. tour. And yes, we're all over coast to coast in the U.S. But by 2024, we'll be fully international and we'll expand all overseas and everywhere else. So, why don't you just say where you're going and, and provide that inspiration? So, you know, and we get criticized a lot for a lot of what we're, we're doing and we're misunderstood. But if you're not getting criticized, you're playing it too safe. And I think you need to be willing to be misunderstood because anybody that does something truly great and truly special and truly differentiated than everyone else is misunderstood because people can't understand how you would do something like that. And that's how we go about doing everything.
0: So. Are we going to be seeing a yellow plane in the skies? Any, anytime soon, will I be sitting in my lanai and seeing a yellow banana, banana ball? Is that in your future?
1: You never know. There's probably a better chance that you'll be sitting in the crowd and watching players skydive to their positions.
0: (laughs) And that would be a very awesome. Awesome too. Awesome too. So you talked a lot about standing out and, and, that and so important, and so important to keep reaching. I think that's where a lot of there's a disconnect that people say I want to be all over the world. Or I want to do that, but then they limit themselves to here's what we're doing today, and they they stop projecting that this is going to happen and we're going to do it. And so I hope that they're very inspired listening to you. because you got to just you got to go for it. You got to go for it. You got to go for it. And so success by standing out. That's just amazing. And I think a lot of people, again, there's like a disconnect. So do you want to touch on that a little bit? You, you talked about a lot of things to be successful. and well, what, out makes
1: what, what, what makes you different? It, it's, it's a question if you ask most businesses, most people, uh, it's a tough answer. And I didn't have a good answer when I started. I was like, oh, we're just trying to figure it out. But most people say we're a little faster, a little better, a little er, er, er. How can you be the only in your industry? What makes you different? If you can't on your website define the things that you are doing that's dramatically different, it will be hard for you to stand out in any marketplace. So we're not trying to be a better baseball team. We're not the best baseball team. But can we create the greatest show in sports? You better believe. We have the only twerking umpire, the only dancing base coach, the only senior citizen dance team, the only male cheerleading team, the only player on stilts, the only team that plays in kilts, the only team with an owner in a yellow tuxedo, the only team that sells and throws dolce and banana underwear into the crowd, the only, the only, the only the different, the, di- the meaningful differentiators. And so as a person, if you're trying an individual brand, what makes you different? I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm a life coach. What makes you different? I, I sell real estate, I'm a realtor. What makes you different? It's, it's those questions that really separate you that then therefore you don't have to do marketing. When we failed and sold only a handful of tickets and my wife and I were sleeping on an airbed, we were marketing like everyone else. We were doing social media like everyone else. It wasn't until we said we are going to be the only baseball team that does this and we're going to be the only one that plays this new game, banana ball, with, you know, a whole different set of rules. When we created that came that we spend zero dollars marketing zero because our differentiators are marketing for us. Our fans are marketing for us. So, again, focus more time in the beginning and what makes you different than trying to say we got to come up with a marketing campaign. We never have a marketing plan. We have an attention plan. We're focused on what can we do to create attention because attention beats marketing 1000% of the time. So be the only and create attention and you will stand out and everything else gets easier.
0: I feel like you should be selling shirts that say drop the er and be the only. I think I think there's like a country song in there or a t-shirt or can koozie or or something in that. What, what a powerful, powerful message. And so many people don't understand what their value proposition is and and who they are, want to be. And, and so that's tough. So you have a thousand irons in the fire and juggling a ton of things with all, everything that you're doing. So what is something, because we all go through it, that maybe an unproductive habit you had that you were like, I gotta to make this happen, I have to ditch this and start doing something differently. Can you share one of those with us?
1: Yeah, I mean, the first thing I did is I changed my mornings. I read The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod and developed my morning routine, which every morning I write in a journal, I write 10 ideas every single morning. I work my idea muscle. That's the most important muscle that I have, is my idea muscle. And if you want to really come up with greater ideas and innovate and and create change and challenge the status quo and make a difference, you have to come up with new ideas constantly and innovate. So work my ideal muscle, 10, 10 ideas every single day. Then I uh, I read and, and then I get my vegetables, which my vegetables is I go for a run while listening to a business podcast, an inspirational podcast, usually five to seven miles, uh, get a good 30, 40 minutes of, of good content in my brain because uh, your input affects your output. And if you're looking at news or social media or your phone when you wake up, uh, you're going to be in a state of non-creativity. You need to create before you consume. That's why I write. That's why I do 10 ideas before I consume anything. I think that's important. And so that's a habit that I've changed. And then finally, in my days where I was struggling in the beginning as a young person in the baseball industry, I was doing everything. Uh, Operations, food and beverage, sponsorship, hiring, sales, financials, you name it. And I would come home at the end of the day exhausted. Like come, on, it's it's how I have so much respect and admiration for mothers because they have to make five thousand decisions a day for their kids, and then they have to run around and do things. And then not only are they making decisions, but then they're getting battled on those decisions, telling you can't do this and you can't do that. And then it's unbelievably exhausting. And I have uh, so much respect and admiration for my wife, and uh, you know, I it's unbelievable. But my point is, I was coming home with exhausted and burnt out. And so until I finally realized, I said, well, let's look at my days. What am I doing that gives me energy? And what am I doing that doesn't give me energy? And what I did was I created my energy list. And I started looking at my schedule. I said, you know what? Whenever I'm creating, coming up with ideas, promotions, videos, whatever I'm sharing, whether that's uh, you know on a podcast, on an interview, in a speech, on the field, in front of our fans, in front of our team, uh, and whenever I'm growing, whenever I'm learning something, whether it's an inspirational book, podcast, I have so much energy. I was like, "Well, then why don't I just do what's on my energy list every day and delegate or eliminate everything else?" So I hired an executive rock star, not an executive assistant. I don't want an assistant. I want a rock star, and I want people that I want to interact with her even more than me. I don't look at my schedule. I don't. I know you did. You you probably interacted with Taylor. I don't look at my schedule. I don't look at uh, all that stuff. I focus on the things that give me energy. Right now, I'm creating and I'm sharing with you. Uh, And hopefully, growing all together, and so this gives me energy, and so that's been a a thing that I've added. And I think everybody could do an energy audit. Go look at their calendar the next week. Are they doing things that give them energy? Are they doing things that take away energy? Because if you have great energy, you'll come home and be energized. Be your best for your family, your best for your friends, and your best for yourself, which then just affects everything.
0: So many words of wisdom, and so much, so much to be inspired by for sure. Well, I know you are. Very, very busy, and I appreciate so much the time that you gave us. And I hope everybody listening and watching when this gets on YouTube next week for get the book, get the books, and uh, get pre-ordered for the, the new one that's coming out, and make sure you go to the websites and check out where Banana Ball World Tour is going to be in, when in your area and try to get uh, some tickets because it is a – Quite the, the, the experience I'm told. So Jesse, any final words for our viewers and listeners? it, It
1: was, it was great being with you. I appreciate the questions and thoughtfulness.
0: Thank you so much. You have a fantastic day and everybody stay safe, make good choices and stay inspired. And I will be back next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.